you're listening to Birds, Bees, and Teas, a sexuality education and storytelling podcast hosted by yours truly, Miss Nia Angie Africana Sutton. Hey teasers, welcome back to another episode of Birds, Bees, and Teas, your favorite sexuality education and storytelling podcast. I'm your host, Miss Nia Angie Africana Sutton, and I'm so grateful that you all had the mental capacity to tune into this episode as we just came off of a crazy election week. On today's episode, we absolutely have to discuss how this very historic election will impact our lives as sexual beings and our sexual health and our reproductive rights. Now, this election was historic for a number of reasons. The first and most primary reason is that we got Trump the fuck out of there, okay? He had to go. It didn't matter who was running against him as the primary candidate. I was going to vote for them because we had to get him the fuck out of there. So if it's not clear already, this podcast is not for Trump supporters at all. If you support any of his ideals, this is not the podcast for you. So you can go ahead, press pause, press in, delete the app, whatever it is that you need to do. Okay? I'm going to just make that very clear. Another reason that this import, uh, this election was so important is because uh, we had the, a record number of voters, um, the most number of voters in American history. Um, so it's really amazing to see so many people um, be invested and participate in our democracy. Another um, reason why this election was so historic and so important is because we elected Kamala Harris as Vice President of the United States. This is it's so important for Black women to be in these positions. That representation really matters. Now, we all know that Kamala Harris doesn't have the most ideal past when it comes to representing black folks and serving justice for black folks. Um, But I would argue that anyone who has worked in public service in this country has to do mental Olympics and physical Olympics to not oppress black people because this country was designed to oppress black people okay so that's something that we have to acknowledge but something that we also need to hold her accountable for and joe biden they um both did a very great job of naming the um the needs of black people in their campaign and we have to keep our feet on their necks to remind them that they will not push us to the side. They will not harm us with their policies um, or anything like that because we are the ones who put them in those seats. So say it with me, y'all. Hold them accountable. This election was also really important at the state and local levels as well. Historic even as two. We elected a record number of black women and black people to these uh, positions and also 
uh, many people of the LGBTQ plus communities. Um, Sarah McBride is serving as the first transgender senator from Delaware. And Taylor Small is a transgender woman um, who is a senator in Vermont's state legislature. So this is really important um, because like I said, that representation really matters. Now we know that representation doesn't always mean rights. And we can look at y'all girl, Caitlyn Jenner for that. How you gonna be a Trump supporter girl? How? But anyway, when we get black trans women in these positions, that's when we will know real freedom, y'all. That means that we will have gender freedom and we'll also have racial freedom and just freedom from all of these other barriers that hold us back as a nation. So say it with me one more time, regardless of their race, their gender, or anything else, we are going to hold these people accountable, period. Now, we have to also acknowledge that while we are, you know, floating on this cloud of getting Trump out, we still have to deal with the consequences of his presidency because this man is going to work all the way up into Inauguration Day to continue to ruin our lives. And that's just the real of it. One of the uh, big things that he's doing right now and working on right now is trying to repeal the Affordable Care Act or what we know as Obamacare. And this will have so many negative consequences on the nation as a whole and even more specifically on our sexual and reproductive health. Now, he always has mentioned that people with pre-existing conditions will be protected, but he has never stated a plan of how he will protect these people. But it doesn't matter now because we get him up out of here. But this is still something to consider if the repeal happens before inauguration. This is something that we need to keep in mind for our loved ones with who are living with HIV and other conditions that compromise their health. Preventative care will also be impacted by repealing the Affordable Care Act. When we're talking about sexual and reproductive health, preventative care includes STI screenings, cancer screenings like breast cancer, um, pelvic exams for cervical cancer and uterine cancer, prostate exams, all of those good things that people have access to for free or low cost now. Young people will also be impacted by the repealing of the ACA. Right now, the Affordable Care Act allows young people to stay on their parents' or caregivers' health insurance until the age of 26. Now, what is an 18-year-old going to do without health care, especially if they don't attend a college or university that includes a student health care plan, they're experiencing their first taste of freedom, so, you know, their um, risk-taking is a little greater than some others may be or how it was when they were on their parents' health insurance, and then when you also think about it, young people are the ones who are 
most greatly impacted by new HIV cases, new STI cases, and just lack of access to sexual health care and resources. This is why this is so important. And lastly, something that we've been battling with since Obama was still in office, Medicaid expansion. Now, the Supreme Court has already ruled that states cannot be forced to adopt Medicaid expansion. And while many states have, there are many states who still have not. This is where we need to really press in on those local and state officials because we need that, one. And then two, reversing the Affordable Care Act will undo the work of the communities that have already expanded Medicaid. Really important stuff, y'all, to think about. Another consequence of Trump's presidency, he has pushed in Amy Coney Barrett as the new Supreme Court Justice. Now, I have been working in this field for 10 years, and I started at 16. Um, and let me just say this. I have more experience in my right thumb than sis has to be a Supreme Court Justice. And that's all the shade, okay? Now, with her being in this seat as a very conservative judge, so many things are on the line, including Roe v. Wade, which has granted us abortion access and care. Now, in many places and in many states, abortion access and care is already so limited and restricted. But if Roe v. Wade is reversed, that will be so unsafe for people because people are still going to have abortions either way. People have had abortions since the beginning of time. We made them legal so that more people could survive. Another big thing on the table and on the ticket with y'all girl, Amy Conant Barrett, the LGBTQ plus community. Now Trump has said hundreds of times on interview, on camera, that he does not support gay marriage. Yet, I still saw a whole bunch of parades talking about gays for Trump. Again, make it make sense. So while that hasn't been talked about so much, that is something that we should also keep our eyes and ears on. Is Justice Barrett going to get in there and decide that all of the hard work that the LGBTQ plus community put forward to legalize gay marriage over years and years and years at the snap of her finger, is she just going to turn that around? Something to consider. We also need to consider how Trump's presidency and his consequences can impact healthcare access for LGBTQ plus people. Other things to consider for these communities, the services that they will receive, their rights, and just overall protection. Another group that will be greatly impacted by Trump's presidency and already has been are our school-age children. School-based sex ed 
in so many places is already abstinence only. Despite the overwhelming data in research that indicates how ineffective abstinence only education is, this is something that's still happening and something that has been ramped up in Trump's presidency. They're not calling it abstinence only anymore, however. They're calling it risk reduction programming. So keep your eyes out for that um, because children will not receive comprehensive sex education. They, The sex ed that's already happening in schools, even the most progressive schools, has so many gaps. We don't talk about sexual health outside of STIs. Um, We don't talk about consent. We don't talk about how gender roles and gender norms impact people's lives as sexual beings. We don't talk about gender, period. Um, And the fluidity that comes along with that. And so how many young people feel excluded in those conversations. There is no talk about um, LGBTQ plus communities and how to, uh, you know, all of the sex ed is just so heteronormative. So those are already the gaps that exist. So when you draw even further back and you take away STI education, you take away um, contraceptive education, you take away um, education about how to use safer sex supplies. Like, what are you leaving our young people with? How are we supposed to overcome this battle with rising HIV cases in communities of color when you won't even speak about it with young people? Really heavy stuff, y'all, that this president is imposing. Another result of Trump's presidency is the defunding of community-based healthcare. This is so important because so many people, especially black people and people of color, live in communities with no hospitals or one hospital, very few affordable uh, doctor's offices. And so they rely on these community um, healthcare centers to seek out that preventative care that we talked about to um, get their screenings and get their safer sex supplies and just basic health care. And also, this stunt that Trump pulled with defunding racial equity trainings um, in federally funded agencies and in schools. This is just a hot mess. This will impact us in so many ways and impact communities that are already struggling. When we don't teach people who are in the workforce about racial equity and anti-discrimination, we will continue to see black women dying in childbirth. 
we will continue to see infant mortality increasing. We will continue to see our young people being sent to juvenile detention centers opposed to having some type of uh, mental health care that they may need. We will continue to see these things because the workforce is not getting the education that they need to treat black people and meet our needs. So as you all can gather from the points that I've made, the most impacted communities will be black communities, communities of color, young people, LGBTQ plus people, and anybody who is not a rich, white, cisgender, heterosexual man. That is who this system is designed to protect. That's who this system is designed to support. And I don't know about y'all, but 2020 really has me ready to shake the table on this system. We can't continue to accept the same things. We can't continue to perpetuate the same ideals and the same practices that got Donald Trump into the office. We have to make a change. So with that being said, don't get comfortable, y'all. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, salute to them. But this is not a, a reason or a season to start getting sleepy with the demands, with the protest, or anything like that. We need to go even harder so that they know this is not just about Trump. This is about the voiceless finally gaining a voice and speaking up and stepping out and doing the right thing. Fighting for our freedoms, fighting for our rights, fighting for our basic humanity. We need to push our newly elected legislators to fight for our sexual and reproductive rights. They can't push that to the back burner. These things are just as important as the economy, global affairs, all of these things, because sex and sexuality are really at the center of every part of our existence. And I hope that with each episode and with all the topics that I bring you all, you're starting to see that and understand that. So to close out this episode, I'm going to share with you all the Healthcare for Communities of Color plan that has been released by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. This can be found on JoeBiden.com. And the reason that I'm going to read these things off to you all is so that we can be very clear on what we need to hold people accountable for. There is also a general health care plan for all Americans, but I think it's important to read the one about communities of color, because as I've mentioned before, when the people who are most impacted by discrimination are given freedom, then we all get freedom, y'all. So here we go. The Biden-Harris plan will ramp up the implications of Obamacare. It will strengthen it and expand coverage to millions of people. They also highlight that low-income Americans will be insured under the health care plan, 
which is uh, very important that they specifically highlight that because saying all Americans um, is not inclusive of low-income Americans and just many Americans. When we say all Americans or when politicians say all Americans, we have to make them be very specific. Make them say black, make them say LGBTQ, make them say low-income because we need to know exactly who they're talking about. Their plan also mentions many of the things that we've talked about here already. So really trying to address and combat some of the implications and consequences of Trump's presidency. The website says, Joe Biden believes that every American, regardless of gender, race, income, sexual orientation, or zip code, should have access to affordable and quality health care. Y'all remember that. So the plan says that they will expand access to contraception and protect the constitutional right to abortion. The Affordable Care Act made historic progress by ensuring access to free preventative care, including contraception. The plan will reverse the Trump administration's and states all out assault on women's right to choose. Biden and Harris plan to restore federal funding for Planned Parenthood, and they also want to work to reduce high maternal mortality rates, which impact all people in the United States, but definitely black people and people of color. They mention here again that they want to defend healthcare protections for all, regardless of gender, gender identity, or sexual orientation. And this clause talks about um, how they will prevent insurance companies from increasing premiums or denying coverage for people due to their HIV status um, or their uh, gender identity or abortion history. Very important that they name these things and very important that we remind them that they name these things, okay? Biden and Harris plan to double America's investment in community health centers because community health centers provide primary, prenatal, and other important care to underserved populations. And they also mention here that they want to work to achieve mental health care and expand um, access to mental health care, which is very important, um, especially when, we're, when we think about its connection to sexual and reproductive health, which is a whole different topic um, which I will be happy to bring to you all in an episode, mental health and sex, baby, because yes. So I hope that you all found this information helpful. I hope that, um, you know, you feel empowered um, at least a little bit um, by listening to this and that um, you take away at least one thing that you will do to continue our fight. Thanks, teasers. I'll see you all next episode. All right, teasers, thanks for tuning in to that episode. I hope that you all enjoyed it and that you learned something or take something with you to start a new conversation about sex and sexuality with a friend, a family member, or a partner. Please make sure that you all follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Birds Bees Tease. That's our handle. 
at Birds, Bees, Tees on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And leave us a review. We appreciate your reviews. We appreciate your feedback. And we definitely take it into account to build more content and bring you more interesting, fun, and sexy topics on Birds, Bees, and Tees. So thank you all again. Like us, follow us, all that good stuff. Subscribe to us on the listening platform that you're using and tune in next week for an all new episode of Birds, Bees, and Teas.